So let's go ahead and dive into our first topic. And that's why the smartest freight companies are prioritizing marketing operations. So if you like if you like revenue, which I'm sure that a lot of people are listening to this listening to this episode, they like revenue, then you need to be prioritizing marketing operations. But what is marketing operations and how and and why do companies invest in it too late? So let's first just cover what marketing operations really is. And Mar- MOPS, I'm, that's the acronym that I'm going to be referring to and using during this segment is really the first hire or the first consultant that you should be making when you want to build out your marketing program and how you're going to be approaching businesses with the value add that your company provides. So MOPS at its core is helping the company scale efficiently using data, people, and processes. Now, the skills that a great marketing operations person has is kind of a jack of all trades. They can see from the eagle eye view of what makes for a successful organization from a marketing perspective that drives revenue so they can continue to communicate that value by looking at the data and the people and the processes. And being able to look at the landscape of the business and the industry itself and what's driving that revenue and how marketing plays a role in that entire industry environment. And the reason that this is so important is because in the freight broker and carrier world, I'm on Reddit every single day, multiple times per day. I'm on different message boards and I follow all of these different groups. And the number one complaint that I have seen in recent weeks is that everything is slowing down. Loads are slowing down. It's getting increasingly difficult to get tough to cover loads covered. And it's a challenge for these brokers who are out here. You're trying to make the cold calls. You're trying to do the cold emails. You're trying to do all of the right things. And you're hitting up... You're hitting up against a brick wall. So things are slowing down when typically things are pretty, you know, they're going pretty hot right about now. And so I, with all of these things slowing down, it's a great opportunity to look at the things that you're missing in your marketing and sales stack, especially when it comes to what you're offering in the digital space, social media, email, your website, all of these different functionalities and how they tie into your overall goals. And so prioritizing what is working right now and what those processes look like can really help you grow in the future. And also, I mean, if things are slowing down, this is the perfect opportunity to refine those different processes and refine those different approaches. Because over the last couple of years, you've likely, if you've been in this industry for a while, then you know that it's just been kind of crazy this entire time. This is the first time it's kind of slowing down for you, then that's a chance to take a sort of a deep breath and realize what's been working for you in the past couple of years and how you're going to retool and readjust those processes moving forward. And so I think a lot of you were probably saying like, sure, this all sounds nice, but how do I actually put this into practice? And so let's talk about it. If you're any kind of leadership or marketing role within the company, you need to go through this exercise. And the first exercise is to analyze those processes. If you can do the processes yourself first, what happens when a new broker is hired? How do they get their leads? Where are they going to look for those leads? How are they reaching out to them? Are they calling them? Are they emailing? Are they doing a combination of the two? What does that process look like? Do you have any sort of rigid standards that you want to follow when it comes to that? Or do you kind of just let them kind of do their own thing and prospect on their own? So analyze your processes and ideally do them yourself first. Because if you do them yourself first, then that's the opportunity that 
opportunity for you to see what can be outsourced, what can be automated, and what technology fits into where and how it actually drives business revenue. You don't want to be the person that's out here buying the fancy new marketing software if it's not going to have an impact on the bottom line. So analyze those processes first, and then you can realize the inefficiencies within that process so that in the future, when things get busier again, because they will, this this is all ebbs and flows in this industry. And so when you get busy again, you're going to have processes that are scalable and that you can... Re- and they're also repeatable. So keeping that in mind. Now, the next step you want to do is to figure out your most profitable types of customers, commodities, and lanes and build out your value props for them. Write them down. And then once you write them down, you're listing the type, you're listing your advantages. Um, You're going to note the technology that you use in order to solve those problems or for those value types or towards those advantages that your company provides. List the technology that you have. List the insurance that you have. That is a safety net for a lot of companies out there to know that you have the insurance to cover those different uh, situations as they will pop up because they will. And so once you map out those few things, then you can list out the specific experience that your customer or you have with that particular type of shipment. And then the next step you want to take is once you map out those You map out your processes, then you map out your value props. Then the next step you want to take is to work with the marketing department or work with whoever is in charge of your marketing. So whoever's building email campaigns, whoever is updating the website text, think of those people next and work with them directly because then that's where you can almost treat your website as a sales brochure that your sales team can then use to go out there and sell. And when somebody reads an email and they open it and you can't tell because you know Apple has blocked the data tracking on whether that email was opened or not, then you can go in and you can make sure that that text that is in that email is also similar to the text that is on your website. Because then if they're clicking through, if they're checking out your website, they're making sure they're doing their own due diligence before they ever want to pick up the phone call or pick up a cold call or answer a cold email or schedule a meeting. They want to know that you're not going to waste their time. So having that consistent messaging throughout all of your campaigns and your outreach is really going to go a long way. Now, another important step that you want to take is you want to understand where your potential clients are coming from and how they want to be approached. And I I really like this example that I saw a few days ago from the CTO of Scentbird. Let's go ahead and put that up on the screen. I'm not going to go through all of the the bad and the ugly, but he lists the good, the bad, and the ugly. And for the good, he mentions that to have a successful connection with him, and if you are reaching out cold to him, this is what has been successful on his side of things or that he's seen from these cold approaches. And he says, start with email that explains clearly what do you offer. Then provide case studies from similar clients with clear problem definition and clear solution. Ask about my availability to have a demo call for 30 minutes or even better, send a video my way. Remember, time is of the utmost importance to a lot of these people. They don't want to get on a phone call if you're just going to be wasting their time. So make sure that you can have all of these different content 
structures in place, whether it's on your website, whether it's in video production, any of those things that you can send out to these people proactively as you are prospecting and as you are scouting. And then finally, the last one that he admits is that, or the the last one that he suggests is do your homework and come prepared to the call knowing about my company's business. Don't waste their time. That's the biggest hint, the biggest takeaway of what you can gather from his post. And all of these things can be established. So you're, you're identifying your processes, you're likely doing them yourself, and then you're going through your own value props and you're making sure that that communication is consistent throughout all of your different campaigns. And then that way you're using the insight from other potential customers, other potential shippers that you might work with in the future, you're using that consistency on a regular basis in your social media, whether you're posting from the company page or your own personal page. It's consistent messaging throughout. So then that way, when somebody arrives on your website or sees that cold email when it's not necessarily cold anymore, you might have been warming them up for a few months, but they see that email come through from you. It's highly personalized, specific to them. You have a link in your email signature to book a meeting with you. And it makes it much more likely that that person is going to be willing to get on a call with you in the first place. So all of these things can be established during this sort of slowdown period that you're experiencing. And that's how marketing operations ties into all of it. Because the marketing operations person or somebody who has a marketing operations mindset can really look at everything from an eagle eye view and be able to zoom in on what's really driving revenue. And so keep that in mind as you're building out your campaigns, as you're building out you know, your different messaging on maybe on email marketing platforms, your CRM, or even within your website. Make sure you have that consistent messaging. And then make sure it's actually geared towards the way that these people want to communicate with you. Because there's probably... If you put yourself in their shoes, there's probably a ton of people that are beating down their door trying to get their business. And the way that you're going to stand out is by communicating specifically to them on a consistent basis. And making sure that that consistency is throughout your entire company and also throughout your digital messaging. And plus, you also won't be wasting a lot of time with this marketing software. I mean, we talked on last week's show how there are 8,000, more than 8,000 marketing tools out there. And if you think that you can just purchase one of these and it's going to be like a magic wand and it's going to solve all of your problems, it's not going to solve any problems until you actually figure out what your processes look like and how technology fits into those processes and ultimately drives revenue. So that is the importance of marketing operations. And I hope to uh, preach that for the mountaintops for a very long time because it really is something that sets you up as a key differentiator from the rest of your competition. hope you enjoyed that episode of Everything is Logistics, a podcast by Digital Dispatch, where we help your company build a better website. And speaking of my company, I founded it back in 2018, but we recently streamlined our website services plans. So if you want to check out how we can help you and your marketing team build a better website and connect those ROI goals, then go visit digitaldispatch.io. You can also check out past episodes of this show and every show by hitting up the resources page on digitaldispatch.io or on everythingislogistics.com. I do some freelance content projects for select clients. And if you liked this show, then you might like some of the other content projects that I've worked on, like Cyberly, Maritime Means, and more. But until next time, I'm Blake Brumleave, and I will see you real soon. Go Jags!